0: Bismillah rahman rahim Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina wa ala wa wa sallam We continue the points of benefit and rulings regarding Hajj, the pilgrimage and uh, inshallah in this class we will talk about the prohibited things during the state of ihram. When the person enters uh, the specific ritual, there are certain things which he or she cannot do, and then we will explain um, uh, as to the things that are common between men and women, and the things that are specific to either one. Now, first I would like to mention to you that uh, these uh, prohibited things amount to nine things amount to nine things in number, this is what is famous, and they were determined to be mine by way of following and deduction by way of following and deduction of the uh, Quranic and or the authentic Sunnah consensus and the opinions of the righteous predecessors. So these are prohibited due to Ihram, due to being in the state of Ihram. The first one is trimming or shaving the hair. The first is trimming or shaving the hair. قال الله تعالى الله سبحانه وتعالى The Most High says ولا تحلقوا رؤوسكم حتى يبلغ الهدي محله قال تعالى ولا تحلقوا رؤوسكم حتى يبلغ الهدي And don't shave your heads until the hadi, the hadi means the animal, the sheep or the cow or the camel, the sacrificial animal, reaches the place of sacrifice. Reaches the place of sacrifice. And this is in Surah Al Baqarah, chapter 2, verse 196. Chapter 2, verse 196. Now, does this issue of trimming or shaving cover all kinds of hair? Head, armpit, pubic hair, etc. Some of the scholars are with the opinion that this is comprehensive, that the prohibition covers all types of hair. They included the other types other than the head by way of analogy to the head. Also they cited a reasoning as saying that trimming or shaving the hair would be a type of taraffuh, meaning luxury. The correct opinion concerning this point of luxury is that the person in hajj, while performing the ritual in a state of ihram, is not forbidden to have luxury. He can have this in terms of food, or drinks, or the clothes that are permissible for him to wear, and also by cleaning himself, and so forth. Rather, the correct reason should be is that the muhrim, the one who enters the state of ihram, if he shaves his head, then in this case, he drops a ritual, a legalized ritual, and that is the shaving or trimming, after he finishes the Umrah, and following the stoning of Jamrat al-Aqaba. Secondly, the correct thing from a theoretical perspective is that no one should be prevented from taking the hair of his body from other than the hair of the head, other than the hair of the head, except with an evidence to indicate impermissibility. And there is no clear evidence to indicate impermissibility other than the hair of the head. This is from the theoretical perspective. The precautionary perspective, however, is to avoid taking the hair which is other than the hair of the head. On the other hand, it is not forbidden for the person in the state of Ihram to scratch his head, and if some hair falls off unintentionally, then there is nothing upon him. The second uh, prohibited thing is clipping fingernails or toenails. Clipping fingernails or toenails. Again, regarding this one, there is no text. There is no textual proof. However, some of the ulama, some of the scholars, related that this is a consensus, so if this is correct, then no one can oppose. And some scholars mentioned also that this would be, if the person clips these nails, then this will be a habituous luxury, and this is not the objective of Hajj. But again we say, like we said with respect to the hair, therefore the precautionary thing is to avoid clipping the fingernails or the toenails. The third matter is covering the head with something that comes in contact with it covering the head with something that comes in contact with it like for example a hat a turban and the like the evidence is that the Prophet said concerning the person who was Performing Hajj, and his camel threw him down and crushed his neck, and he died. While in the state of ihram, he, the Prophet ﷺ, said, "لا تُخَمِّرُ رَأْسَهُ." Don't cover his head. This is in Al-Bukhari and in Muslim. And this is general. This is general concerning the covering of head. A particular evidence concerning the turban came when the Prophet ﷺ was asked as to what the person in the state of ihram should wear. He, the Prophet ﷺ, said he should not wear, should not wear the shirt al-qamis. Walla Sarawilat, nor the trousers or pants, or wal baranis or the head clocks, al or the leather sucks, Wal Ama'im al Ama'im or the turbans. So we have even a singular proof regarding one matter, and this is the turban. And we have a general proof, لا تخمر رأسه, don't cover his head. So covering the head with something that comes in contact with it is not permissible. Here we should make some details, and these details are very beneficial, inshallah concerning the head covers. Head covers are of six types. Head covers are of six types. First, مباشر يقصد به as Adatan first touching that which touches the head directly and is normally considered as a cover or shield, that which touches directly and is normally considered as a cover or shield, like the hat, like the hat. Turban, (coughs) etc. This is haram bin nas. This is forbidden by text. This is forbidden by text, as we heard earlier. So it's forbidden for the muhrim, the one in the state of haram, to put a hat or a turban. Second, مُبَاشِرٌ لَا يُقْصَدُ بِهِ السِّطْرِ Touching directly, but not normally considered as a head cover or shield. Touching directly, but not normally considered as a head cover or shield. Example, if someone puts a gel to mat the hair or honey or hinna and the Prophet sallallahu matted his hair as came in the hadith of Ibn Umar may Allah be pleased with him and his father he said رأيت النبي sallallahu alayhi wa يَهِلُّ مُرَدْ I saw the Prophet ﷺ making ihlal in hajj uh, with his hair matted with his hair matted The third type is The third type is wa mulazim A covering which is Separate but in company Accompanying the person Separate but in company Example umbrella, a car. The ruling concerning this is that there are two opinions and the correct opinion that it is permissible the correct opinion is that it is permissible the fourth type is منفصل وغير ملازم منفصل غير mulazim. separate but not in company separate but not in company example taking shade under a tent or under a garment, one puts, for example, a garment on the tree or a, a cloth on the tree and shade under that or under tree branches. These are separate but not in company. The ruling is permissible, permissibility. And it is a film that the Prophet ﷺ له قبة بنميرة. فبقي فيها حتى زالت الشمس في عرفة. In the hadith reported by Muslim A tent of hair H-A-I-R Was pitched for the Prophet ﷺ in Namira. And Namira is a place At which the bound of the Haram area ends, and those of Arafah begins. This is Namira place, a place at which the bound of the Haram, of the Meccan Haram area ends, and those of Arafa begins. So a tent of hair was pitched for the Prophet Sallallahu in Namira, and he stayed there until the sun had raised or passed the meridian or passed the meridian until the sun had passed the meridian if someone says taking shade by an umbrella isn't this a kind of shield the answer is no because the one who walks by your side sees your head, and the Prophet salatu was led by Usama. Usama who was leading the Prophet's camel, and Al-Fadl was behind the Prophet وسلم, on the camel when the Prophet came from. Muzdalifa uh, during the Hajj to Mina and Bilal and Usama were there one of them leading the Prophet Sallallahu Kamil and the second was the second had his sow raising his cloth over the Prophet's head protecting him from the heat protecting him from the heat and this is like the umbrella The fifth thing is wearing tailored sewn cloth, wearing tailored sewn cloth, <coughs> which Takes the whole body's form or part of the body's form. This does not mean stitched clothes only. This does not mean stitched clothes only. These are sewn clothes which takes the whole body's form or part of the body's form example the shirt example the pants example the clock and the evidence is the hadith of Ibn Umar may Allah be pleased with him and his father when the Prophet ﷺ was asked about what should the person in ihram puts on he said he shouldn't put on or wear the qamis the shirt nor the pants or trousers or the clock and walal khifaf or he should put on leather socks except if he can find no slippers, he then may wear leather socks after cutting off what might cover the ankles. And the leather socks can be from leather, also can be from, the socks can be from the cloth socks. And so the person should not put the hoof, the socks, unless there is a need. If there is no need, then he should not put them, as it is in our times. Now, if someone puts on the coat over his shoulders, or wraps his chest with it, this is no harm in this because people don't put this they don't wear these things in this fashion this is not the habit also if someone puts on a watch or a ring this is not included in the prohibition similarly the Eyeglasses, hearing aids, a belt around his waist, the lower garment also is not included, even if he ties it by a belt or something or a rope, there is no harm. The fifth matter is perfume wearing perfumes this covers all with all that is used normally as normally for perfuming this covers all that which is used normally remember normally as perfuming it doesn't mean every good smell, or strong one, even if it comes from an apple, or, uh, or, uh, this is called atib, wearing perfumes, this is the fifth. Even if it comes from an apple, or an orange, or a mandarin, or the soap which may have a good smell in it this is not included so wearing perfume on the body or the clothes wearing perfume on the body or the clothes and the evidence for this the evidence for this is the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where he said لا تلبس شيئا مسحه الزعفران أو الورس. as in Bukhari and Muslim and shouldn't wear clothes which are scented with saffron or worse which is kind I will wars which is kind of uh, a kind of a perfume. The second evidence is in the story of the person who was knocked down from his camel and it crushed his neck and died in Arafah. The Prophet said, لا and don't put on him a mixture of perfumes normally put on specific parts of the body. And so this hadith, لا is general covering all طيب, all that which is considered as perfume, and normally used to perfume. Also, in the other hand, if a person eats something which contains perfume, or drinks something is, that contains perfume, this is forbidden, because its effects may be manifested. And this could be a means to use it on the body as well. And because it is a luxury, On the other hand, if the person touches something of perfume which does not stick, then there is nothing upon him. like for example if someone breaks or touches a oud the incense the the wooden incense which is not burned then there is nothing upon him what's the wisdom behind forbidding the tib the perfume wearing the perfume is that the tib or the perfume may give the person a certain uh in in in, in uh, Incites a kind of uh, desires in him and sexual arousement and this could cause a fitnah for the person. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala stated in Surah Al-Baqarah, in chapter two, verse one ninety seven: "Fala fi al-hajj." And so whoever intends to perform hajj hajj therein by assuming ihram, then he should not have sexual relations, nor commit sin, nor dispute. So this could be a means for sexual relations and uh, arousement. Wearing perfume, meaning the head should be avoided, the beard, the chest, the the garment, uh, any place on the body. What about if he smells what about if the person smells the perfumes then we have three situations first if he smells it unintentionally if he smells it unintentionally then there is no sin upon him and there is no ransom there is no sin and there is no legal ransom if he smells this unintentionally. The second, if he smells it for enjoyment and luxury, this is unlawful and he should expiate by fidya, by ransom. On the third the third situation, if he smells it because of a need to check on its type, for example, he wants to buy some perfume, so he smells it in order to see if it's a good type to buy, good kind to buy, or whatever, uh, to check on it, then this is a need. This is a need. And the choice of Imam Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, that this is permissible, This is permissible. So, this is a need and it's not a means. And here is an important benefit which Ibn al Qayyim mentioned. Imam Ibn Qayyim mentioned from here a point which is a good benefit. He said, وَمَا كَانَ مُحَرَمًا تَحْرِيمَ وَسِيلَةً فَالْحَاجَةُ تُبِيحُهُ Whatever is forbidden for being a means, meaning a means for haram, for unlawful, for 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 the forbidden, then the need makes it permissible. Then the need, if there is a need, then this makes it permissible. ما كان محرما Haja to فالحاجة تبيحه Now, is the woman forbidden, is the woman forbidden to wear certain clothes in ihram, all clothes in origin, are permissible for the woman to put on, as long as they don't contradict Islamic guidelines concerning the clothes. Except for two things. she is forbidden to put on the gloves during the state of ihram, she is forbidden to put on gloves and niqab forbidden to put on gloves during the state of Ihram and the Niqab what is the Niqab the Niqab is a woman's face veil which covers the soft or pliable pliable part of the nose that extends high as the circuit of the eye This is the niqab, a woman's face veil which covers the soft or pliable part of the nose that extends high as the circuit of the eye. Also, she is forbidden to put on something known as al-burqa. Al-Burqa, which means a piece of leather or cloth with which a woman veils her face having in it two holes for the eyes. The Burqa is a piece of leather or cloth with which a woman veils her face having in it two holes for the eyes. Also basically she keeps her face uncovered during ihram except in the presence of men because this is how Aisha radiyallahu ta'ala described the situation that they used to cover whenever they were in the presence of men during the Hajj or in the state of ihram she is allowed to put on socks and concerning hair, uh, shaving and trimming and also the clipping of the fingernails and the toenails, this is general for men and for women, for men and for women. So we have covered so far five of the prohibited things during the state of ihram, and inshallah we'll continue the rest which are four And we'll talk about them inshallah ta'ala Tomorrow or the day after tomorrow Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad Wa wa sahbihi